How dare you? How dare you? He put the cheese on the cracker. Keys to success, pray before the age. <laughs> Hampton OB. I know what I'm talking about, and the gentleman to my right, he knows what he's talking about. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bears are what we thought they were. The Hampton OB Show starts now. Yes, it does. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur and the guys here, 2716. As the Bears get a win over the Arizona Cardinals in a uh, war of attrition, a game that kind of looked like it was played in quicksand for some time, and the Bears lucky to escape with a victory. Well, I got a title for it. What you just saw, folks, <laughs> was a remake of the movie, and this was a 2023 version of Dumb and Dumber. Oh, my God. Oh, it wasn't good. Hey, you know, hey, congratulations to the Bears. They win a game. But, folks... I'm just telling you, <laughs> nobody on the, you know, on the Chicago Bears did anything to make you think differently as far as long-term you know, planning for the future. Think about this, OB. I mean, we jump out the second, third, and fourth drives. We go down for touchdowns. It looks like a walk in the park. And again, as you said, dumb and dumber over there. There you go. Figure out a way. To get the Arizona Cardinals right back in the game. And at the end, it was a nail-biter. And as you said, Andy, in this season of giving, well, they gave us a heart attack at the end. <laughs> well, the one thing that we said, Dan, in that one hour before in our pregame show, folks, because this team, uh, the Cardinals, they give up roughly around 140 yards of, uh, a game uh, uh in running, okay? They give up roughly around 140. So I said the first thing that they should do, they should come out and run that football. Run it, run it, and then what do you come with that? Then you come with play action because it's all set up for you. Number one, you can run on this team. We've got Khalil Herbert. He can run. He showed it again today. When you give him the ball, he'll get it done for you. Our quarterback, that's all he does is run. And and we took advantage of that. We ran for 250 yards today and so that's that was good that was good what wasn't good we passed for in four quarters 170 yards folks it's not going to get it done it truly is not going to get it done you're not going to run for 250 yards in their 17 games it might happen once might happen once which it did but you've got to pass to win in this league and what you saw today i i tell you it was so i it was not a very good played football game by the players. And I'll tell you what, it was not a very good coach game. But congratulations to the Bears. We won. We've got another home game next week against the Atlanta Falcons, a team that they can beat. And then at the end of the season, we can go up in Green Bay and maybe slap them around and, and maybe take a victory from Green Bay. So let's see where it goes. But the one thing I was very, very glad to see is that we ran the football what i was not happy with after that we never went to play action we never went to sprint outs and take advantage of that that's what i did not like about that dan so much of this game you know if you go back and look at it and and again folks if we played any of the other 30 teams in the nfl any of the other 30 you know, this, I mean, this is like playing the Carolina Panthers. And what did we have, to, you know, in that game? A last second field goal attempt by them to win the game or tie the game. I, it's just, you know, we play down to the competition and, 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 and the way that we, we refuse to try to excel and, 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 and bust out and, and put people away is just confounding. And it, it's, it, it's, it's a combination of, you know, hideous offensive play calling structure and horrible execution. And yeah, I got to tell you, the one thing that jumps out at me, you know, Khalil Herbert, he brought it today. But you know what? DJ Moore hurt, I think on what, the third play of the game? Mm-hmm. He, he showed his guts and he stayed in there and he finally, Late in the game on a third and three, best play of the day for the Chicago Bears, best execution by our quarterback, getting back, throwing the ball to D.J. Moore for the first down. And I got to tell you, what other receiver did we have that we would trust to do that? I don't think. Paul I don't, Komet. Maybe, but he's out. 
Kokomet got dinged up yep. and he missed the, the the entire second half. I'm just saying, hey, God bless DJ Moore. He has given us a, a certain level of toughness this team needs. The one thing I'll, I'll give I'll give the Bears credit. What they should have done, and they came out and they did it again, was to run the football. Because you can run the football on this team. Okay? And they did, and they made it happen. But where they fell short, and that's the reason why, Dan, they couldn't put them away, they never went to play action. That is, that's a must. It's, it's a given. You have to do that. Or play action with a bootleg or a sprint out. You're running on them and running. It's all set for you, and we don't do it. And again, we don't try to go downfield. One time on a broken play, 53 yards to Cole Komet. Outside of that, Moore, Mooney, did you ever see any of them? Did you ever see the ball thrown down the field? Again, no, you didn't. Let's piggyback on who brought it today. Sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. We did mention Khalil Herbert. Wanted to know where he was in the pregame show. We found out he ran 20 times, 112 yards. And a touchdown, some tough sledding for Khalil Herbert, who is the guy that brought it here today. 312-981-7200. We appreciate you spending some of your Christmas Eve with us. We know you have family around, so uh, if you want to give us a call, please do so. 312-981-7200. Like Mitchell in Desplaines did. Mitchell, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, bud. Uh, Dan OB, let me just tell you something right now, Daddy-O. You're absolutely correct. Justin Fields is a fairy tale. This is Jerry Huff on steroids. You're telling me a 3 11 team, Dan, is going to basically throw for less than Kyle Murray, a dub footy wannabe? Give me a break. This three years of basically this manufacturing consent sends this message that not only Dan in 1980 when Vince Devins beat the, uh, the, the, what I call the, the Lions in overtime because he could throw the ball. What are you talking about, Daniel? Oh, beef, tell me something right now. This Bears team is a joke. It's a joke of a quarterback, a joke of a guy who can't pass, a 3 11 team, and what do you got? Nothing. You've got absolutely nothing, Daniel, because they are a failure. They are the biggest joke in the world. You tell me two things, Daniel. Dan? And a happy new year. Well, and, and you know what, folks? Like I said at the top, Okay, congratulations. They won a game. They trampled them by running for 250 yards. But still, Arizona was in it right down to the waning minutes of the fourth quarter. And how many times did we see Justin Fields given ample time, protection, opportunity to make decisions and get the ball out, find somebody? He couldn't do it. And again, what I'm saying is, you know, this was a three-game, okay, are we going to keep this bunch or are we going to move on? Well, none of them did anything to make me think we want to keep them. Think about it, folks. This was an Arizona defense. I mean a ragtag bunch of nobodies that had five undrafted free agents. And they scrapped and fought and shut our quarterback down where, you know, he couldn't find anybody to throw to. How many times do we see him have to, you know, dance around, dance around, look, 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 and then take off and run? Folks in the NFL, that is called confounding, you know, the opposition, and it's just a matter of time before that quarterback having to take the ball down and try to run gets another broken thumb. Bears did win, by the way, 27-16 over the Arizona what Cardinals pretty. today. I'm telling you, I, know, it was it ugly. Was, I mean, it was, it was a stupid game. It Danny was, on several it was bad. of his passes, he overshot his targets by, by several feet, which is nothing. That's week after week. It's been the last – it's the same thing. It was the a, same thing. His very first pass, it was late on an out pass, uh, out route to Cole Komet. Lucky it didn't get intercepted. Obviously, he did have another fourth quarter interception because the ball wasn't thrown to the back pylon and it was thrown late. But and again, what we're looking at this is, is this a guy that we're going to, you know, try to make a, a run for the playoffs in the Super Bowl next you year? No chance. And you go back and look at the film, you're going to say, not a chance. I'm well, sorry. We did. all watched it. He did. He did run for 97 yards. That's our quarterback. Against a bunch of junior college players. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's get out to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Welcome in, Carl. Carl, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. You betcha. Merry Christmas to everybody there. Uh, I've got to make some comments now. Am I correct that there's 28 coaches? 
Actually, uh, it was twenty six, and they they fired two of them for in, in you know lewd conduct or something. Right. So we're down to twenty four okay. assistant coaches and All one right. head coach, twenty five. All right. Now I did my my analysis on twenty eight. You know, several shows ago, you guys said twenty eight. So I'm going to go okay twenty eight with this with this analytical now. Now the off season they can have ninety players, right? And uh, so that with the twenty eight coaches, they'd have three point two one players to each coach, and that coach ought to be able to put those three point two one players in the Super Bowl category. Now when the season starts, they got fifty three players, and they still got the same coaches twenty eight. So that's 1.89 players to each coach. That ain't bad. Almost two players to each coach. That If these are the coaches' coaches and the cream of the crop, they ought to make these players excellent, excellent. All right? And then when the game go, goes on, they got 22 players on the field. 11 offense, 11 defense. Now, the 22 on the field, that would be – 1.27 coaches now to each player. So they got more coaches than they got than they got players. And then for an an offense and a defense is 11, so they got 2.54 coaches to each player. Now, I was from Oklahoma and and then I know that Dan he was born in Oklahoma City. But back in Oklahoma, we would say there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Um, with this, with all this coaching, Carl, they ought to have have Super Bowl quality every year with all these. If these coaches are coaches, coaches. Yeah, we're right, averaging we're averaging point six points per coach. Ooh, for good the game. math. There you go. Good math. Thank you so much for calling, Carl. My head is hurting Merry from all Christmas. that math. I was told there would be no math here. We're going to take a quick time out here, get back to your phone calls, 312-981-7200, 2716 Bears over the Cardinals. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Second down and goal. Khalil Herbert, the running back. And Herbert, the carry. Trying to get to the edge. He does. Does he have speed to get to the end zone? He does. It's a Bears touchdown. Fox Sports, Camille Herbert with the touchdown as part of his 11, 111, excuse me, 112 yards on the ground. All that math started to mess with my head. Yeah. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Yeah. In, the, in our passing game, folks, with the total of, to passing to all our receivers and running backs, was a total of 15 passes, folks. And uh, for, uh, what, 107 yards. So I, so we were talking about, so what are you averaging? You're averaging three point whatever yards a pass. Folks, you're, you're, just, you're, you're, you're not going to win a football game in a National Football League week in and week out. It's just not going to happen. You know? and, and the other, other saying is, you think you're going to run for 250 yards against the rest of the teams in the league? Cardinals, are no, you, all you do is run against them, you're going to win a football game. There, you talk about a poorly coached team and some bad athletes. You just saw it today. But here we go. Next week, we've got Atlanta Falcons come in, a, a team we can beat, and Green Bay, up in Green Bay. So, you know, maybe we could end on some kind of a happy session or whatever have you. But I'll tell you what, they have to really look at this coaching staff, folks. They really do. We had to fight to the end of the game again today against the Cardinals. That is a one awful football team. You people that were out there and you people watching on television, I don't think it's a mystery to you. We are not a good football team. We are not a good coach football team either. We should have buried this team. We didn't even come close to it. We almost lost it. All right, let's pick it up in Antioch with Roscoe. You're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, bud. Well, I think I'm going to sound like a broken record. I, I think the guys agree with me. So, so Ed, you were coached by 
George Hallis, the founder of the league, and George Allen, I believe. Correct. And 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 Dan, you were coached by Buddy Ryan and, and Mike Ditka, among others. I think maybe maybe you had a sprinkling of Jack Party in there. I'm sorry about that, but um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't. I, I'm trying to formulate my words. I mean, they they called this stupid play again on that third and one. That Wildcat. They weren't fooling anybody. Don't they? Don't, I, I just can't believe that they don't learn from what they what they don't know i mean it, you know stupid is as stupid does i guess it's amazing but, uh, isn't it? it it is and i i just I, you know look at the end of the year somebody's going to lose his job get for sure i don't know about eber i call him eber lose i don't call him eber flus but um i i think if if there's any hope that's out there for you guys that bleed blue and orange just like me it you know this guy the, the GM has has it's spent all these draft picks fixing the defense looks like the defense might be on the upswing maybe this year he'll just draft eight or nine offensive players and really fix this offense and get somebody to coach him and I look forward to that but guys Merry Christmas thanks for taking the call and I appreciate the the opportunity to talk to you thanks Roscoe Roscoe we haven't got right to, back at you we, yeah we haven't got to that idiot for a uh, third and one call where we went wildcat <laughs> direct snap. To a rookie, Roshan Johnson, against a defense that obviously they all week long they watch film. They they know what tendencies are on third and short with this offense. And I mean, it, nobody in in the in the stadium. And it was great. It was great. The fans, you know, were giving them the the, the Bronx cheer. It was awful. It's it's just insanity. And you know what? If you were listening in the pregame show. Andy here, Andy Mazur, <laughs> made the point that, you know, you hear some of these bubblehead newscasters, when they do an interview, they ask a question, and then they're worried about the next question. They don't even listen. It's almost like Luke Getzey doesn't understand. Everybody's on to his, his, his mindless, childless, little uh, third and short calls. Everybody is on to it. And, and yet, here in week, what, 15? Week fifteen, we get it again, and it's no good. How how often do you got to beat your head against the wall to to understand? And, and here's the other thing: we rush for two hundred and fifty yards. We can't line up and hand it to Khalil Herbert and expect to get a, a single yard. And that was crunch time. We had to kick the ball away, and they had a chance to go down and tie the game with a two-point conversion. Well, it's insanity. Danny, what, here's, here's what it is, folks. In, the, in our passing game this, late this afternoon, okay, we basically threw three passes a quarter. We basically threw three passes a quarter. Yeah, not much else to say about that, huh? No, what 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 more do you say? Yeah. Three passes a quarter today. Well, well, you you're saying you we, we completed yeah, just over three passes a quarter. Completed. Yeah. We threw 27 on the on the day. But all that being said, where are you going, Dan? There's nowhere to go. Well, in your passing game. Well, exactly. It's 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 mind numbing, and yeah, you you, you want to you know you want to be you know uh, you know featuring the running game and all that stuff. But unfortunately, folks, folks, we all saw it. How many times did Fields have perfect protection? The play action bought him time, ample opportunity. He couldn't find anybody. Couldn't make a decision. It and that's the thing when you put on the film in January and you're making a, the decision about. Where you're going to go and who you're going to go with, this right here is going to come back and haunt Justin Fields. By the way, the third and one play, the trick play, leaving the door open at 24-16. Our Muller Auto Group game-changing moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. At least it could have been a very big game-changing play. No, it was a huge game. That's why you just don't want to give them the ball. You get a first down, and you keep eating clock, and you go down, and you find a way to score and put them away. Instead, we... Flop around and pull that idiocy out of our, you know, uh, our, you know, res, you know, uh, a pocket. We call it okay. Now we got to go and punt again and give them the ball. How many times has this backfired right in our face when the Bears go to a trick play? Oh yeah. You know who gets tricked when you run trick plays? You get tricked. You fools, quit running those plays. My God. 
All right, got about a minute left before we get to the uh, top of the hour break. Let's go out to Bob in Austin, Texas. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, good, good evening. Uh, have, uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry uh, Christmas. Listen to, the, listen to the pregame show, and that was a really uh, great analysis uh, of the deficiencies of the current coaching staff, and, and you backed it up with a lot of good stats. But I, I think I'd like to mention and talk about, you know, who hired them. And it's the current ownership who has been in charge of the Bears since 2011, George McCaskey, and his record since, uh, since 2011 is 88 and 121, a 420 winning percentage, two winning seasons out of 12. And if you go back, you know, he, uh, they hired, uh, Tressman instead of Bruce Arians. <laughs> And Bruce Arians won a Super Bowl with Tampa. Then they hired John Fox, and then they hired Nagy. And then, you know, two years ago, he gave a press conference, and, you know, they asked him about his terrible record as the owner and managing owner. And he said, well, the board of directors wants to keep me as the man. They they want me to stay. And, well, that, okay, they're all his relatives. But, uh, (laughs) you know, then then he he, – uh, they went and had a search committee for a coach before they brought a general manager on board. They did that all backwards, and they had three finalists. They had uh, Dan Quinn, Eberflus, and uh, the, uh, Caldwell from the Colts. And they they already done the screening process before they brought Poles in, and Poles was involved in the second interview, but I'm convinced that McCaskey and Phillips had already picked Eberflus. And polls had no to say in it, and uh, and then they passed on Quinn, who was on a Super Bowl winning team with the the Seahawks, and took the Falcons to a Super Bowl. Right, Bob, we got we got to we got to get to the top of our breaker. We get it. We understand. We uh, we'll, we'll talk about it coming up after the uh, top of the hour here. Those were all good words. All good you points. Just said, all by good the way, points. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Folks, he's back. Longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic Vuk. is back for all your auto, your home, business needs. Contact Vuk, Vuk. at JeffVuk.com. And remember, Nationwide is on your side. Chevy dealers. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. And Murray steps up. Pressure coming down. He goes. Kyler Murray sacked by Kyler Gordon. What a game the second-year former Washington Husky has had for the Bears. And right there, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado official truck partner of the Chicago Bears, Kyler Gordon. Seven tackles to lead the way. And that one sack you heard there, courtesy of Fox Sports. So, Kyler Gordon, nice job out there. Had a pass defense, and uh, I think he made the first five plays of the second half. He was all over the place. Well, there's the astonishing thing about it. Uh, about the whole situation uh, uh, for our, our defensive and making tackles, your first eight guys were all our – two of them, I think, were linebackers. All the rest were our defensive backs. We don't – our first defensive lineman, I mean, uh, to make or uh, to make a play was Walker. Eight guys before him are the leading tacklers. There are defensive backs, folks. Boy, it's, again, you know, everybody's talking about the defense. The defensive line has got to lead. We didn't. All right, to Chicago. Let's welcome in Charles. Charles, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. I just want to say, first of all, Merry Christmas to your family and loved ones. Right back at you. Um, thanks so much. Uh, so, real quick, I got a quick uh, two-part question real quick. Uh, one, with your head coaching situation, what chance of any, remember two years ago, Chicago Bears did reach out to Mike Tomlin. At the time, he already signed a three-year extension at, um, before that season started. Um, I guess they spoke of Art Rooney. They weren't interested at the time. Now, despite a lot of people in the media putting pressure, feel like he's like losing the locker room, possibly going, what shot if any, do you see the Bears uh, trying to trade them? Would it be worth giving up the asking price? And then number two, um, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame question real quickly from a national perspective. You look at what Joe Flacco's doing with the Browns in Cleveland. If he happens to manage behind that defense to win a second Super Bowl um, and become a third quarterback to win with two different teams, is he right up there with Eli Manning with a Super Bowl? Super Bowl MVP, who has two apiece? Does he warrant pro football Hall of Fame consideration? Guys, that's all I had to say. Stay safe, stay blessed. And always love your show. It's always like having dessert. 
after a great party. You guys are the best football <laughs> talk in my book. Seriously. Thanks, Thanks so Charles. Much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you know, Flacco, and, and here, here's the thing. I don't think this is the end of it. Um, obviously, uh, there's more to be seen this season, but I watched him today against Houston, and Houston's been getting after people. And, man, I tell you what, he – he was he was right on the money all day. I, I got to tell you, he's uh, he's doing himself a lot of favors. Charles, nice job. We're going to get you a fifty dollars gift card to a Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. Uh, you have to order today at secondcityprime.com. By the way, we do have a winner from our pregame show today and raising Hello. the stakes. Brought to you again by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. The Bears won, so Jeff Casmer is going to win himself a two hundred dollars gift card to Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. Order today at secondcityprime.com. We're going to reset it. And next pregame show, it goes back to 100 bucks. Wait till this guy and his family, when he tastes the the meats. They're they're terrific. We love the burgers. I have have dreams about those burgers. Uh, Back out to the phones, we go to Fox Lake. Let's say hi to John. John, you're up with Hampton OB. Go right ahead, bud. Yeah, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. You know, this game sealed the fate of players and of the coaching staff. Because from the standpoint, you knew. This was not this this game was not into question whether or not you were going to win this game. Correct. What is in question is how you were going to win if you had rhythm, if you had the offense going in the flow and you had defense in the flow and you're evaluating players. So everything that needed to be seen was seen in this game. It put a stamp on it. The coaching staff is in disarray can't manage a game, can't manage an offensive plan, can't make adjustments, and then you have players, certain players, that are coming into question. Fields, I love the kid, but he cannot throw the ball deep inbounds. He misses guys. So all this is for upper management to look and not say, wait, hey, we just won a game. No. What, this is almost like a preseason game. You are evaluating the talent, and you are evaluating the coaching staff. And those are my comments. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, John. Happy Good comments, Merry Christmas. John. Boy, you're dead on. And, and you know, that's what I said when I came in. I, I, I said, congratulations, you won a game. But as you said, this was, this was a fait accompli. I mean, you and, – and just to give Arizona a chance at the end was mind-numbing. How – how bad do you have to function to allow that team of riffraff and Kyler Murray, who's awful, who's awful, he actually had some stats that you'd go, wow, you know, he's 24, 38, 230 yards through the – you know, how can you let a player like that, you know, even be on the field with you? Again, Justin Fields had – this was almost like a storybook opportunity. He had – all the cards, and he had a chance to really separate himself and kind of prove some some things, not only to the guys on the team. He should have killed them in a passing game, Dan. Exactly. That team, you folks today, that car, the Arizona Cardinals, my God, is that an awful football team. And you people that watch it were out at the stadium and watch it on television, I'm not telling you anything new or anything. You saw what you saw. Come on. And you saw our coaches. That's a team, folks. That's a team that we should have destroyed. Destroyed for four quarters. Never take your foot off the gas. And my God, what do we do at the end of the game? We're fighting like hell to try to stay ahead of them at the end of the game so we don't lose the damn thing. It was two dogs fighting over a bone and we came out against them. Yeah, against a pathetic team. And you people out, you know. You saw that Arizona team. My God, are they awful. You know, it's it's almost like uh, you guys remember the, the Leon Lett play from several years back in, right. on Thanksgiving. It's almost like when they get ahead, that's what they do. It's, they're looking back and saying, okay, you can get closer. Come on, get closer. It, they, they almost allow it. And it's so frustrating what you guys are articulating here and the fact that Luke Getze and that staff have not learned all year long, especially in a game like today, where you said the, the running game was working early. Why not gash him with the pass when you had the chance? And there's so. And again, I I go back because I said it again in the opening volley in the pregame show. This was the perfect time you could run on this team. Now let's explore. What can we do? How can we take advantage of the running game? We we know we're going to run on them. The play action, folks, is so important. You see it. Every successful team does it. 
and it's been run against us I couldn't tell you how many years and how many times. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand why we cannot put that play in our playbook. How dumb does dumb get? By the way, just to explain, the Leon Lett play was a Thanksgiving game in Dallas. It started snowing, and Leon Lett had a touchdown, and Don Beebe caught him from right behind. That's so it exactly was, correct. It was crazy to see that you know they never gave up on the play. And again, this is kind of what the the Bears have done. They're they're they drag race out of the start. They get ahead and they look back behind them. And next thing you know, someone's gaining on them. And, and absolutely. And and this is a team, folks. You, you, I don't listen. This is a team we should have just absolutely crushed. Just roll. Absolutely crushed. That, that team has just got awful. Yep. All right, more coming up here with Hampton OB. We're with you till eight o'clock here tonight. Hampton OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Okay. And on third and one, the snap comes to Roshan. Johnson, and he's trying to push the pile forward. I don't know that he got there. You can't think stupid, it's a state of mind. What people think they see clearly, but they're really blind. Oh, yes, it's true. You know it's true. You can't think stupid. There's nothing you can't do. Oh, Sammy, you've outdone yourself here tonight. Happen well, personally, I like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Hampton OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. That gets us right into one of our favorite segments on the postgame show. Time now for the Curveball Whiskey Bonehead Play of the Game. It's sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at CurveballWhiskey.com. Who wants to go first? Well, again, it's already won an award, if you want to call it that. (laughs) It has, yeah. It was the third and one uh, direct snap to Roshan Johnson. I mean, it's just how that just said, how how dumb you got to be to be stupid, right? What do you got, OB? Well, I. Yeah, the three the three consecutive passes at the end of the first half. So we were talking about with seventeen with Lou, seconds. Getsy that that took off about twenty seconds off the clock. Three and out, burned seventeen seconds. Right. Yes, down absolutely. to the two minute warning. We gave Arizona yeah. a chance to get back in the to game. To get back into the game. That's absolutely correct. You know, it doesn't take a genius. Oh my God, I'm going to tell you something. How, how how does does anybody anybody in this town ever ask Getsy? Questions after a game that are so obvious, so obvious on some of the calls, it it, it's, it defies logic. Does anybody ever ask this guy anything? You know, he's never he's not made available to the media right after the game. He's made available during the week. I believe it's Thursdays. So a lot of the a lot of the activity from Sunday has already kind of worn off by the time he gets to the podium. So I don't know if that's strategic on their part. If it is, hey, congratulations. That's oh, a good, that's well, a good way to know. do it. Of course it is. Yeah. Well, why shouldn't? He's the guy. He is the guy. He's the offensive coordinator. He's the guy calling the plays. And after that game is over with, win, lose, or draw, he should be up on that podium answering the questions. That's the guy that should be answering them. Yeah. Not Eberflus. I agree. Is it a, a sip it, flip it, or smooth it night tonight? It's all three now. <laughs> yes, it is. Again, our Bonehead Play is sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at CurveballWhiskey.com. All right, back out to the phone lines we go. Chris has been very patient. We appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and your family in Algonquin. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas to everybody. All right, back Dan, at you. Dan, I've been following you your career since the Arkansas days, OB. We, went, we met each other back in the day when you were with SNS. There you go. So I've been following you guys for many, many years. Merry Christmas. My point is, thank you very much, Dan. My point to you is all these fields backers that are worried about losing this guy. Just a couple stats I have here. Are they in love with the one career 300-yard passing game? Are they in love with the nine career wins in three years? Are they in love with the 81% career quarterback rate that he has? Or is it the 40-plus career turnovers that he's had? I just don't understand the love for this guy. It's time to move on. In the third quarter, there was a play where he held the ball for 14 seconds, and it was not a positive play. When does it end with this guy? When is it time to turn the page with this guy and this coaching staff? Enough is enough. Well, Chris, mine would have been very early, and what do I mean by that? They never should have drafted that kid in the first place. Never should have drafted him. 
When they drafted him number one, they moved up to get him. I said to Dan Hampton here to my right, I almost lost my mind. I couldn't believe I said that's a big mistake. They drafted the wrong kid. He can't play in this league at a quarterback position. Running back, a wide receiver or something, yeah. As a quarterback, all you have to do, watch this guy pass. Watch his passes. Do you see him today? They're not even in the same area code. And he threw his sixth fourth quarter pick today, which is tied for the most in the NFL. Well, the thing that really disturbed me was... It's one thing after another with this guy. And he's a franchise quarterback. That is such an imbecilic, imbecilic statement. It's unbelievable. You know, as a facilitator, you have a certain idea of schematics of where the receivers are. And, you know, you go through your progression and all those. And, And if you can't find somebody... After four, five, six, seven, eight seconds, that's when you start saying the alarms are going off. You got to move on. All right, let's get back out to the phones and uh, welcome in Jim from Woodridge. Jim, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, buddy. Hi, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas, New Year. Jim. <laughs> okay, Eddie, SNS Automotive drove for them guys from 74 to 77. Wow. Hampton. You you are the man with all your knees. But let's go back to preparation. What you guys did to get prepper for what you guys did back in 63, Eddie, and you, Dan, from 79 to 85 and over. The preparation to me is not there today. With the CBA, these guys, what do they do? Oh, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to tackle. If you got to run a play 100 times to get everybody in sync, you got to do it. What do you think? Well, I don't know how many times we counted today. Eddie Jackson, you know, almost laughably avoiding contact. And I think their second touchdown, he had a chance to, you know, to, you know, make a tackle and give us a chance and he, to fight again. And he dropped his right shoulder. It should have been his left arm extended and left shoulder. And he dropped his right shoulder and hit him and almost on his rear end. A pathetic effort. So, yeah, and you're exactly right. The CBA is is partly to blame because there is no such thing as a, a practice anymore. It's all they all stand around and uh, talk about you know plays. That's all they do in practice. And you know somebody needs to get control of this and say, hey, look, we've got to. We've got to go back to the drawing board a little bit because, you know, if you want to be a good football team, you have to earn it. You have to work hard and you have to prepare the word you used. Well, guess what? We didn't do anything in, in training camp, and that's why we started out the season like a, a bunch of blocking dummies. We we couldn't do any, anything on either side of the ball. And you know what? I, I was thinking about this today. R- remember all that one plus two equals six? In the preseason game, mm-hmm. I think the first, second play, yep. Justin Fields throws a speed screen to D.J. Moore, and he goes 60 yards for a touchdown. Everybody goes, oh, this is going to be the greatest year of all time. And it's almost like nobody, start, you know, nobody prepared from that moment on. And next thing you know, we're in the middle of the season getting our brains beat out, and finally we start trying to find a, you know, a semblance of an offense, and we still have it. You know, I remember back when I was covering the Bears back in 1999 and you know, through uh, like 06, and we would go to Platteville and we would watch these guys on the field in 100 degree heat. And it wasn't just a single practice in the morning, it was a second practice in the afternoon. And even though the Bears teams weren't very good back then, you could tell they were prepared and they, and they knew how to tackle and they knew how to hit. There's definitely something to that that statement that the caller made, and and it's almost like everybody's like, "Well, we can't do that anymore." Why not? Why not? It's just it's 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 it defeats the purpose. See, football is a different game. It's a different game, and you, part of the reason that you practice hard and you go to camp and all that is you form a nucleus of players that kind of live and die and, and bleed for each other. And it's 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 almost like the NBA now. You plug people in when they get a t- you know five plays and they're tired. They come out of the game and all. It's just it's 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 a foreign object to me. Yeah, no one's a, no one's a four down player or a three down player anymore. It seems like there's it's always crazy. somebody that's you know raising the hand and getting out of getting out of the action and 
someone else maybe not as good or not uh, as prepared comes on the field. But I'll tell you, DJ Moore today, fighting it and getting back in the game and, and making that fourth quarter play for the first down, I mean, to me, that means everything. And Absolutely, my God, Danny. I tip my cap to DJ Moore. Well, that kid's a player. He, he came is. here as a player. It just didn't happen since when he came here. Yep. When he was with the Panthers, he was a, he was a game breaker. And we got him in the trade. Poles got him and brought him over here on that trade, which I thought was a great, great move. Now, here's what's got to happen here. Somewhere along, there's, there's a word called reality. Now, somewhere along the line here, we've got, what, two games left here, okay? And two very winnable games. There are lousy football teams just like we are, okay? In any stretch of anybody's imagination, we don't have the best offensive line. We don't have the best receivers. We don't have the best quarterback. We don't have the best running backs. And we damn sure don't have the best defense. We damn sure don't have that. Uh, so what has to be done, Danny? And I think what has to be done, and I'm even looking at polls, McCaskey's, they have to sit down, and they, they've got to they have got to come to an agreement here somehow, Dan, to move forward here. We have been playing lousy football, losing football for I couldn't tell you how many years, and it's ridiculous. They make the wrong drafts, they make the wrong trades, they pay the gigantic amounts of money to people that I I mean it's it's beyond laughable. It's got to stop. Somebody in this organization has to stop it by either making some very strong and hard decisions or sell the team. Sell the Chicago Bears. One way or the other. You can't keep going like this. You just can't. Bring in one coach after another that doesn't know their front side from their backside. And don't tell me Eberflus or this guy gets he knows what they're doing. Week after week, you know what they've showed me? They show me they don't know what the hell they're doing. It's right in front of you. That's why we have, what, six victories and nine losses? Last year, three victories and 14 losses? And they're champion coaches? And we have a champion team? Not in your life. Have it all be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. We'll get to the news and come back with more. Happen will be on 720 WGN. Field. Play fake. Fakes it twice. In trouble. Chase. Throws. Be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com, courtesy of Fox Sports. The touchdown pass to, yes, the ageless wonder, Mercedes Lewis, who is playing in his 266th career game today, and the Bears win it by the final of 27-16. You can fuel up for the Bears' next game, sponsored by Mariano's, where you can save up to $2 a gallon by saving Mariano's fuel points. Take your money and mileage farther with Mariano's. The next game coming up against the Falcons on New Year's Eve. Atlanta got themselves a win today, 29-10 to over the Colts. So the Falcons now 7-8 and as they come into Soldier Field for a noon kickoff. And next weekend, our pregame begins at 11 a.m. right here on WGN. All right, let's go out to Soldier Field, and let's hear some of the postgame commentary from the head coach, Matt Eberflus. Okay, uh, Christmas Eve, right? All right, so uh, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody, and... Um, hopefully you have uh, some relatives in town and enjoying the, the family and friends. And uh, certainly uh, want to uh, shout out to the Bears fans. They were great today. You know, they were loud and uh, uh, unbelievable like they always are. And uh, certainly Merry Christmas to them uh, as well. But, uh, you know, and they're a big part of the reason why we get, you know, we have uh, four games in a row that we won at home now. You know, so that's a big part of it. And uh, we certainly want to uh, say thank you to them for sure. Um, you know, the game came out where, you know, obviously a hot start, you know, coming out there at 21 to nothing and, uh, you know, really did a good job with uh, defense, you know, making, you know, you know, holding serve there and making them punt. And uh, the offense did a good job, you know, after the first series scoring three in a row, you know, so that was really good. Um, overall, the, the offense obviously, you know, runs for uh, 250. We're excited about that. And a lot of times when you have a number like that, it's, uh, your quarterback is a big part of that, you know, so 97 yards by him. Um, had some really dynamic uh, scrambles and runs. 
Um, what was cool, though, was that he looked down the field a lot of times and he made some passes, too, you know, which is what he's been working on. That was really good. And then Herbert, you know, gets his 20 carries and over 100 yards, which is um, also good to see. Um, you know, that's really about controlling the game, you know, uh, being able to, when you get a lead like that, to be able to control the game with the run game like that. And uh, the guys did excellent. And then the defense, you know, played uh, really well. Uh, the entire day, I thought we did a really good job. One of our keys to victory was you know, having the ability to, you know, keep that dynamic quarterback in in the pocket. And uh, we had a, a lot of things up in the game plan. But uh, as I looked at it, uh, as we feel the game and, and start calling the game, our front four was doing a really good job of doing that by themselves. Uh, a lot of times, you have to add another rusher. You got to add another guy on him, and that wasn't the case today. Um, so, but uh, that's a, my hats off to the front four. Really good job. And then the secondary, again, uh, had a lot of batted balls, made a lot of tackles um, in the secondary, and that offense forces you to do that. Um, when you have that, it's just uh, you got to do a great job of, of cup tackling, and uh, for the most part, did a nice job of that. You know, they had a couple of drives on us that uh, you know got loose on us, and uh, we'll correct those and make those uh, things uh, and adjust and get better uh, that way. And then. You know, offensively, you know, we have to do a better job seizing that momentum. You know, Justin gets that big run in the second half, and then, you know, we have to score uh, there. And uh, that's going to be a big part of uh, we'll focus on that because we've been talking about sudden change and momentum. And you get that a bunch of different ways, right? You know, you get it through, obviously, interception return into the, into the positive field. That one was created by Justin with the long, I think it was 39 yards. Um, and then we got a cash in there. Um, you know, at that time in the fourth quarter. So, but overall, our guys did a really nice job finishing the fourth quarter. Um, did what they had to do uh, to to get this win, and uh, certainly happy for those guys. And uh, you know, they have off tomorrow and off on Tuesday. And I'll see them on Wednesday, so they got a chance to really. And I told them afterward what what how important this is these next couple of days to really spend time uh, with their family and their loved ones. Um, you know, and really appreciate them and tell them that. Because uh, you know our job is hard. It takes a lot of time. There's a lot of pressure to it, and uh, it takes a family unit, you know, and a, and a lot of support uh, from their loved ones. And that was a big, um, and that's what they get to do here the next couple of days. But uh, with that, I'll open up to questions. What's your evaluation of the combat? Yeah, right now it's uh, we'll see where it is. They'll say need, but uh, you know we'll see where it goes. Uh, it looks positive, but uh, we'll know more tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, shoot, what was it, 107? Yeah, four for 107. So, why was that? Yeah, the one was a was a scramble, and uh, you know, you got a big body on a smaller body, and uh, you just throw it up there, and and he trusts Cole to be able to either come down with it or or knock it down, and then he came up with it. It was a it was a great catch. Those are always hard, you know, those long catches. It just takes so much time, and then he's, you have to body the guy that's next to you, you know, to be able to get yourself in position. And man, he did a wonderful job with that, you know. And the other one was a good play designed by Luke. You know, there was, a, you know, a play that was kind of a hideout play, and um, that was a good gainer too into the red zone there. So, a couple really nice plays. What to you is the significance of this victory, particularly coming on the heels of, of last week and, and the bounce back? For the yeah, it's just about being resilient. You know, it's it was a, you know attention to detail. Um, you know, on on some things that we need to do better, and you ha- you have to do that in the fourth quarter, and you have to bring it to the guys' attention and the coaches' attention, and we just got to do, keep doing a better job. You know, that's three out of the last four now that we finished the fourth quarter, going back to Minnesota, the Lions, you know, and then obviously this one here. And we were real close to getting it done last week, you know. So I can certainly see growth. Um, you know, the guys are understanding and believing it, and are doing the things necessary uh, to get that done. And that's the proof um, that we have. And and all you have is what you do on tape and what you do on the practice field. And they're doing those things, and now it's starting to pay off. Do you see this as progress for Justin, or do you guys need more from him, particularly as a passer, to to win consistently? Yeah, I see it as progress. You know, when you're the winning quarterback on the winning team, that's always good, right? And uh, he's been part of that. You know, the last three out of four wins uh, have been coming down to the two-minute, and he's been part of that. And uh, um, I certainly do see progress. On the Connor touchdown in the second quarter, it looked like 93 was dropping into coverage. Was that by design? Okay, say it again. I'm sorry. The Connor touchdown in the where Jaquan was a single high look, it looked like, that 93 was dropping into coverage. Was that the right design on that play, or was there? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so on that one. I don't, I don't remember the exact play, the exact call that I made on that one. But uh, I don't think that uh, that was the right design. It, it was. Uh, he should be rushing there. I think. Let me look at the tape. Yeah, 
Matt, what did it, it mean for uh, to see Mercedes uh, finish touchdown? The Mercedes? The Mercedes, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was big. Uh, the guys were excited about that. We had that play in, and uh, they, all, they all start balk, uh, barking when he uh, scores because he's the big dog. And uh, by in many ways, he's uh, he is a he is a big human, and uh, he uh, uh, he's a great leader too. And uh, the guys love him um, for him for who he is. He's he's a, he's a special special guy, and uh, he's really done a nice job of leading um, not only the tight end room. Um, but also the help with the offense and the, the whole football team. And uh, he's a sounding board for me many times, uh, and uh, he's, he's done fab, a fabulous job. Why was Khalil Herbert able to put together the performance he did today? Yeah, uh, it starts up front. It starts up front, and I thought I liked his his, his tempo and the way he, he he brought it to the game. You know, and you know everything starts with passion, right? You got to start that. That's the number one thing, and he did a really good job with that. I thought he got his pads down. Um, one of the nicest runs that he had was, you know, it's what everybody runs. It's, it's it's a play that's an inside type of play, and you're reading the Mike linebacker, and he did a really good job of capturing the edge um, on that on that touchdown run. Uh, that was that was that was the one that I'm talking about, and uh, really good job. All right, the head coach, Matt Eberflus, following the game. Not a lot of uh, tough questions for the coach in the win. You know, if he ever uh, gets out of the NFL, he could be a crisis counselor, yes. don't you think, O.B.? Oh. You know, after a game like this, this is – and okay, nobody wants to hear about what Mike Dicka would say. Well, I do, because that was what spurred us on to become – the world champions. Mike Ditka it wasn't ripped, good enough. If he won, he would have ripped everybody, including himself. Yes. And if you think what we saw today was all touchy-feely good enough, well, then you're going to be 5-12 and 12 from here on. You beat a team that's won three games, and you struggle at the end mightily. All right, before we get to our uh, next break, let's get out to the phones. We have uh, Mike out in Hawthorne Woods waiting patiently. Mike, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, Ed, you, you three, three championship. Yes, I, too many times. All right, Mike, <laughs> thanks for the call. We appreciate it very much. We're going to get to a break here and uh, continue with our with our show in just a second here. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. At ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Big thanks to Rosebud Restaurants for the fantastic game day meals. This Chicago staple serving up century-old recipes at each of their eight locations. Experience the iconic Rosebud on Taylor Street. Stop by Rosetta Italian the Loop. Rosebud on Rush or warm up after the game at Rosebud on Randolph. Don't forget about Rosebud's Deerfield, Lamont, Naperville, and Carmine's Rosemont kickoff 2024 with the best and make your reservation today. Okay, Obey, name one of their wide receivers or a running back that we played against today. You can't. They're no. a bunch of nobodies. No. The only guy they had was Hollywood Brown. He didn't even play. He was hurt. And we act like we did something. They had a bunch of nobodies. Danny, the thing, go back to last week, and they were talking about our defensive line, you know, about the sacks. Folks, I, and, and I, I tell you what, I kind of lost it last week a little bit. We played against not backups, offensive tackles. We played against backup backups. These are guys that wouldn't even be in uniform if the first and second team guys didn't go down. I think you said they'd be parking cars, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> That's exactly correct. They'd be parking cars, you bet. That's a fact. Hamlet will be a sponsor by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. One more segment to go here before we get to the top of the hour at 8 o'clock. And not only that, they, they didn't have their two top safeties playing last week. Right. And they lost the cornerback in the first period of the game. Played against backup backups. And lucky we win the game, let alone. But everybody wants to take big credit. Give me a break. Uh, we'll hear from the quarterback. Uh, we'll hear from the quarterback, Justin Fields, coming up after this timeout on 720 WGN. Now back to the Camp and OB Show, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. Camp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur and the guys with you here. 27-16 win. Yeah, I'd like to ask Danny a question. Uh... With the next two games, I mean, there's a strong possibility. We've got one home here against uh, – we've got the Falcons coming in, and that should be a win. It really should be. They're, they're, they're not that good a football team. And then the Packers have been 
stumbling and bumbling around here the past five, six, seven games. Danny, in your honest opinion, if they win out, okay, that means we will have what exactly? We will have, uh, what, eight wins and nine losses. Do you think they bring back Eberflus, Getze, and his entire staff if we win out the next two games? I think they do. I do. I do. And and I'll tell you, the old maxim that winning, you know, is the great deodorant. It, it, It cures all evils. And at some point, you have to, you know, acknowledge the fact they were able to achieve victory. Now, if they can win three in a row here, then guess what? I don't think they have the guts to make a change. Now, does that mean that Luke Getze would be back? I don't know how they could even, you know, entertain that thought. By the way, I just got this uh, uh, this notice that they have done a very interesting quantitative analysis of all the offensive play callers in the NFL. And it was released this week. And if you want to, you know, know a little bit about why we're struggling, think about this. What is the number one offense in all of football as far as the play calling and the, the uh, efficiency rating of the offensive coordinators? What team do you think would be number one? Miami. 49ers. No, it's the 49ers. Yep. There you go. Second would be Kansas City and then Miami. And then Dallas. So go look at the win-loss record. What do you think Luke Getze rates in this this analysis? Dead last. No, I'm he's go close. 30th. He's I'm 29th. Go 30th. Oh, 29th. The dead last uh, offensive coordinator is who we're going to see this next Sunday, Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons. He's but I think they one. scored 30 points today, didn't they? Yeah, they? Uh, they did. They're 29, 29 10. Well, yep. anyway, all that being said, you know, you you can't you can't hide, and as you were saying, Luke Etsy should be the one, not Eberflus, answering questions at the end of the game, because right now there's a lot about this team that you say the arrow is pointing up. You can't deny the defense is better. Is it great? No, but you look at the offense and how it is so feckless and dysfunctional. You gotta. Ask the question, why is this guy still employed as the play caller? Okay, I'll just take issue with you on on the defense, all right? I would like to see us play and our defense play at the top of their game when we play the good teams in the league. The good teams in the league. Danny, if 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 a defense is good as people saying they're doing, we're getting better, we're this, we're that, we're everything. No, we're not. We won six games and lost nine. And again, going back to last year, we win three games and lose fourteen. All right. So you know, I don't believe in fairy tales, uh, I, and I don't believe well if we did this, if we did that, if we we could if we could have done a lot of things. You got to do it, Dan. There's only 17 games. You can't think about it. You can't. You can't wish anybody anybody through it. You got to get out there and play. You got to have coaches that understand the situation, and you got to have players that can take care of business. Defensive tackles do what you're supposed to do. Middle linebacker do what you're supposed to do. And when you're a quarterback, take command of the team in the running game, and more important than the passing game, you got to take command. We got nobody takes command here. Nobody. Everything is fine, and all we do is lose. Well, to answer your question, the only metric that we can look at is the Detroit Lions, who won the division today. We played them pretty good for 55 minutes and collapsed. And then we found a way to beat them here two weeks ago. And we were able to stop the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. All that being said, there has been some progress on the defense. Well, what happened to the other nine games, the nine losses? What happened there? Well, I'm just saying, the first half of the season was a washout. We were unprepared, and the entire team was dysfunctional. 
So all that being all said, right, so that's why I think if they win the next two, to answer your question, they're going to keep Eberflus. And they're going to keep Justin Fields. And he, why? Because you don't have to get rid of him at the end of the season. The smart you got mode? him on a contract one more year, but I'm just saying – Justin Fields has not been done any favors by the play calling that we've seen, but today this was on Justin. And I, he did not find receivers. That is his job. Okay, listen, Dan, but that's that's the point. You got to be consistent in this league because you don't have a long time to be not. Ex, ex, you you got to win, Danny. From I week agree. to week to week. It's not, well, it's this, it's this excuse, it's that excuse. But have they won three of the last four? Correct. Okay, so I'm just telling you what the the, the brains at Hallis Hall are going to be looking at. And if they win five of the last six, they're going to say, we're on our way. Just I think the smart move, because of where we're at right now, we've got two more games to play. And I think what they should do is 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 take fields, Sit him down or put him at another position, see what he can do, and I would play Bajan. I would like for this team to find out what do you have in Bajan, our backup quarterback. He played in four games. He won two, and he lost two. Okay? We have two games left. We're going nowhere. Let's find out what we have in this kid. Let's see what he can do. That's not going to happen. Well, I just said it's if not you're smart. Happen. If, if if I was running it, that's what would happen. And I would just tell Fields, why are you sitting down? You're sitting down because I'm sitting you down. That's why. The, the two objectives this season was to restore integrity to the franchise and develop the quarterback. On both of those levels, some things have happened where you can say, yes, they have. Oh, not on. enough. It's oh. not enough. But I'm telling you what they're thinking. Not Danny, me. you got I I cannot believe you just made that statement. Just exactly what is it and where is Fields? Is he the number one passer in the league? Far from is it. Is he the guy that converts on third down in the league? Far from it. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. To you and your family. Merry Christmas to all the Bears fans out there and and the uh, very loyal listeners here to Happen OB, we appreciate you very much. We hope you have a great holiday season and a happy new year. We'll talk to you again New Year's Eve. That will be uh, coming up uh, against the Falcons at 11 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. He's back. Longtime sponsor, nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. Back. Vuk. All your auto home business needs. Contact Vuk, Vuk. at JeffVuk.com. And remember, Nationwide's on your side.